New episode, uh, Tapped in SF Giants Baseball. I'm Andrew Pasquini. Leo Luna uh, talking to me, as always. And, Leo, you know how sometimes when, like, the lineup comes out and Mauricio Dubon, Dubon I did it again. I, I need to work on it. But Mauricio <laughs> Dubon is the starting center fielder. And then the game starts and all of a sudden Mauricio Dubon is scratched from the starting lineup. We we're doing that today. Uh, Adam, we listen, if, if, if you came to listen to Adam nine, two, five boy, uh, we're scratching that, that and that's okay. We're not mad. We're not upset. We're not hurt. Uh, things came up. He had to take care of it. He's okay. So don't text him asking if he's okay. He's fine. We're going to put him in the lineup next Tuesday. So we're going to have him next Tuesday. We we're all straight. Disappointment's gone. We're good. Okay. Let's talk giants baseball. Leo, how you doing today? Um, Hey, I saw some live baseball yesterday and that live baseball resulted in the San Francisco Giants winning witnessed three home runs on the day. I, I, like, I don't think there's room for me to complain right now. Yeah. I mean, it must be pretty cool to go to a live baseball game, huh? Um, like it's, it's 25% of the stadium yet. It does not feel like it honest. It could have been just because it was at Petco and Petco before they got Tatis and Machado was probably on par with being 25% capacity. Um, but it just, it felt really good. Uh, even though if they started saying go Padres, uh, that's fine. Just the fact that we're able to be in a place to attend baseball games and see these players live. It, there's nothing, you know, second to none. Yeah, and um, that was actually the second game you went to, right? Because you went to the Padres game on Sunday against the Diamondbacks, correct? Correct. So uh, the Padres are actually 0-2 when I'm in the building. So they held me out today. Uh, they did not allow me to get in. They said, Leo, you're bad luck. They lost two games in a row after starting 3-0. Tatis is done for at least 10 days minimum. I think it's going to be longer. That's just yeah. me. So that they're holding me out personally because of that. That for some reason they believe I'm the bad juju. Yeah, and and I mean the Tatis thing is it's it, it sucks. Like let, let's be honest, as Giants fans, we we never want to see that stuff. Hopefully, it's not as bad as they thought it was because I saw a thing that he could be out as much as six months. I saw as little as four to six weeks. Now he's on the ten day IL. Uh, hopefully he gets better soon because as baseball fans, uh, that that's something that that we want to see. We want to see the best players on the field every day. Um, unfortunately, you know, it, it happens, and, and I'm I'm assuming he just didn't quite get over his shoulder injury he had in the uh, in spring training. So I it, it's rough. I, I hated seeing it. I'm happy it's it, it's kind of a two edged sword right now because I'm happy it's not one of those you know, right away came out. It's not looking good, but it also still feels like one of those injuries where it's, it's very much look and see at this point. Yeah. From, from what I've heard, um, is that it's something that he's had since he was actually in the minors. Okay. That's always just been there. And, um, we never seen it really act up until spring training. So no one really knew about it until then. And then seeing him go down yesterday, it was it was awkward because we were like, did he get hit? No, he struck out. Um, he's laying on the ground, though. He looks like he's in some pretty uh, good pain. 
So that part was a little confusing. And then because they did being in the stadium, they didn't show the replay yeah. uh, on the on the big screens, which it's obvious that they're not going to do that when you have a player of his caliber or just a player in general go down on an awkward injury. Um, but I, I'm on the same page with you. No matter if he's on your team or not, you do not want to see a guy go down. Uh, a lot of it is one. This is this is their lives. This is how they make you know a living. Uh, and then second, it's I'm all I've been the ultimate competitor playing baseball since I was four years old. Yeah. And one thing I agree with is no excuses. I don't want to hear that we beat you guys be, only because so and so was not in the lineup, or you guys won this series, you won this playoff game, um, because. When I have that opportunity to use it, I sure hell use it uh, like the Dodgers. 60-game season was a tournament ring, not a World Series ring. That was a tournament ring. Um, so I just don't like anyone to use it on me. I want every team's best lineups, best pitchers, yep. and, and let's just, you know, let's go and see what happens. And I, I think a lot of that could come based on the Giants teams we saw in the 2010s, 2012, 2014. They didn't have the best roster. Yet they just went out there and won. Yeah, and and it it just stinks that that the the, the you know the one of the faces of baseball is down for a little bit. Hopefully he comes back one hundred percent healthy, and returns to to what we know Fernando Tatis is. Uh, but let's 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 dive into some San Francisco Giants baseball. We're not going to go over every single game. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about things that were notable. Uh, real quick, just in case, I don't know, you missed it. Uh, the Giants currently sit at two and two. Uh, they lose their opening day game to the uh, Seattle Mariners eight to seven, which boy, oh boy, I'm happy we didn't do a live or a, a quick podcast after that game because that would have been a, met- a meltdown for about 30 minutes on a recording. Uh, the Giants lose eight to seven opening day. They do bounce back pretty well uh, against the Mariners game two on Friday. They go into Seattle, win six to three. And then Saturday, it says Saturday. Oh, yes, it is Saturday. The Giants played Saturday as well. I thought they skipped Saturday. They skipped Sunday. Uh, They skip. They play Saturday. They lose four to zero. They get owned. They they they, Chris Flexen just absolutely shoved it against the Giants. He had a career high uh, six strikeouts uh, in five innings pitched against the Giants. Uh, That was not a fun game at all. Uh, And then they close it out. Last night uh, against the San Diego Padres, they win three to two and, and a pretty fun game. It was actually a really good game. The game Tatis gets hurt in, obviously, uh, but but it, it was probably, you know, the, the most competitive game they've had of the season. It really felt like it was a game that they were uh, they, they were in it the whole time. They, they won. So obviously they're in it the whole time. Uh, but but it was a tight, competitive game. And, and they um, I don't know. I thought all around it was probably their best game outside of uh Longoria's error. So four games into the season, Leo, what, 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 what stood out to you? What do you want to talk about first uh, about the 2021 San Francisco giants? It's gotta be the home runs, right? Um, and it's trying to build some runs outside of those home runs, because right now they're number one in the major league for home runs per game. They're at a higher, just a tick higher than a two home runs to one game ratio right now, which is number one, like I said. Um, but where it's just very underwhelming, it's uh, I'll let you touch on this part because you noticed it before I did. 
Yeah. So I guess, is this how we're going to do this, Leo? You get to say sure. the positive stats and I get oh. to be Mr. Negative. I like it. Yep. I'm okay with that. It's got to um, be stated. So as of right this second, so 5.59 on Tuesday, April 6th, this is going to change. The San Francisco Giants are tied for third in home runs hit, total home runs, not even home runs per game, with nine home runs. And that's a that's a good thing, Leo. Uh, the bad news is uh, they are tied for 19th and runs scored with 16 runs. Um, and, and, and to put that into perspective, uh, they're tied in home runs with the Los Angeles Angels, a very good team to be tied in home runs with, you know, with with Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout and, and Shohei Otani and Justin Upton, all those fun guys. Jared Welsh, he went to, he went to Jared's, uh, Matt Vaskersian said. Um, the Angels have 33 runs. <laughs> so, the, so the Giants and the Angels have the same amount of total home runs. The Angels have twice as many runs scored and i mean you go up even higher the the reds they have 10 home runs as of this second they have 46 runs on the season so like they're almost tripling the giants offensive production um and and, and this is one of those things that i'm just going to chalk up it's early in the season it, it, that that's all this is it, it's an anomaly that if if you go into july and the giants have a four game stretch where they hit nine home runs with just 16 runs it's just like okay it's a normal whatever it happens it, it's it's but everything is noticed a little more uh four games into the season yeah, oh absolutely um being here in san diego my gosh i was just hearing about because fernando tatis like his first three games he was batting sub 100 and people were already calling out his contract as a bus from from padre fans it's Guys, this is three games we're talking about here. So, like you said, it, everything gets held under a microscope to start the season. But if you put these four games in July, no one's going to even notice that that stat. And if it does, it's probably going to be a daily beat writer because he's probably trying to match his quota for the amount of articles he's got to put together. Yeah. So those are usually the ones who find the, the little uh, snippets in there. Um, it's, I would say it would would be con become concerning when it's game 20 and they're still at that low volume as, yeah. as far as matching the runs to the home run number, uh, not getting as many guys on base. I, I think that's where you start getting concerned is around the game 20 mark. But right now it's you take the home runs because that's the reason why they're, they should be three and one. If all things went well, they should be three and one. That's because of the home run ball. Um, so should we talk about why they're they're two and two and not three and one? So you're you're just gonna make me go back to opening day and just live that again? Um, yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm I'm sure everybody wants to relive opening day. Um, but if we could talk about at, like after opening day, the the bullpen has been a lot a lot better. Uh, it was kind of that one meltdown, and then they got over it. Uh, Yesterday, or yesterday, as in Monday, April Monday, 5th, yes. it, it was very concerning. Um, it was like, okay, Jake McGee, like, please know this is a this is a one run game. Please, like, Jake, I hyped you up all off season. Take care of this for me. He did. Um, so that's very positive. You even had your guy Tyler Rogers come in there, make an appearance. Matt Matt Whistler came in there and made appearance. Reyes Moranta. Is the Kerry Crowley Moranta experience back? Is it is that back now? 
Reyes Marantra, man, is such an interesting player. Like, I feel like the 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 there there is no ceiling for him. I feel like he can be as good as he wants. It's just the injuries, which which stink. You know, if he had, he's had those, I I I you know I got into a, not an argument. I didn't get an argument. Uh, Larry Kruger tweeted uh, that. Maranta threw four pitches in the seventh inning. Why did they remove him? And it's like, well, Tyler Rogers is the setup man. That's that's literally why. And and I think, I don't know. I think Kapler's just not trying to stretch guys out over two. And and, and I get that thought too because uh, in the uh, opening day uh, game, uh, who threw? Somebody threw eight pitches. Oh, it was uh, McGee. McGee threw eight pitches in the ninth inning, had a clean ninth, and they take him out for uh, Jose Alvarez. And he said he doesn't see him, you know, uh, McGee being a two-inning pitcher. Yeah. yeah. But in my mind, it's like, well, he only threw eight pitches. If he goes a second inning and and repeats that, he throws 16 pitches in an inning, in a game. That's one inning's work right there. So, like, I get what he's saying, especially early on in the season. And I know people like to complain about pitch counts. Like, it's not a new like it's not this thing we've been doing for years everybody's getting limited at this point that's just what it is it's it's the first week of the season not too many guys are going to get extended um in in terms of of pitching multiple innings or or really seeing how far they could go but then again i say that and johnny cueto throws 108 pitches or whatever it was he he was high in the pitch count uh, in the second game 105 pitches where he only let Gosman go 90 in the first game. So I, I don't know what the thought process is, is pulling guys out with different, cause I, I feel like Johnny Cueto should have a, you know, a, a, a shorter leash than Kevin Gosman, uh, especially as a guy recently coming off Tommy John surgery, all the, all that stuff. I, I just, I, I didn't understand it. Uh, but I mean, what do I know? You know, I'm just, I'm just a guy who talks about the giants. Gabe Kapler's the giants manager. Uh, and the Giants won that game, you know, so 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 that that's what it is. Uh, Leo, you talked about the bullpen being better these past couple games. Um, yeah, and, and, and that that's what it is that it's the first game I'm hoping is more of an anomaly than it is the trend. Uh, the bullpen in and let's see if I can do quick math. Let's see how quick I do math here. Uh, the bullpen in game one, they went two and a third innings pitch. It was Caleb Bar. Caleb Baragar, Matt Weisler, Harlan Garcia, Tyler Rogers, Jake McGee, and Jose Alvarez. Those two in a third innings, they gave up three hits. Very good. Uh, seven runs. Not good. Five earned runs. Not good. Uh, they walked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. Um, and, and I mean, that that was the stat to come out of the first game, right? The, the Mariners have five hits. The Giants hit four home runs. And the Mariners win. And the reason why is the Giants walk nine guys. Um, but then you go into the next game. You got the bullpen. They only have to pitch three and a third innings. They don't allow a hit. They don't allow a run. They walk one guy. So, boom, already a good step. The next game, you know, I know we're just listing stats now, which, you know, whatever. You know, hey, it's baseball. A lot of it's stats. Um, <laughs> Weisler, Marantra. And Alvarez, they go two and two thirds, allow one hit combined, one earned run. Uh, it was a home run allowed by Marantra or uh, Maranta, excuse me. I don't know why I, where I get that extra R. Uh, and then last night, Monday night's game, 
it's a little weirder. Uh, Weisler comes in. He allows uh, the tying run, I believe. Uh, the bullpen goes four innings. They give up one, two, three, four hits, one run, one earned, one walk. So, yeah, the bullpen trending the right direction. I, I will say that earned run yesterday on Matt Weisler, once again yesterday as in Monday versus yes. the Padres, game one of the series, it's terrible communication in the outfield. Um, yeah. That was the a, uh, Dubon, Dubon uh, dive, but the ball that Slater should have had, right? Right, and also like a terrible read from, from Dubon as well off the bat. And uh, it, it's hard to tell from the angles where I was at because it was very, very 25% limited capacity, so I was higher than I should have been uh, because I do have the, the season tickets for field level, but I wasn't sitting field level. Um, so it was kind of hard to hear if Dubon called off Slater, but it was kind of Slater was just ended up being standing there and watching uh, mm-hmm. when he could have had the ball. If he catches that ball, then then there's never a guy on second base that... that um, to, to where that just gets completely eliminated, we may be talking about a three-one victory over the over the Padres rather than a three-two victory. But um, the I don't know where I know you're a huge Dubone stand in the outfield uh, <laughs> since his fielding percentage is at a, a thousand. thousand right now. It's a one dot, one but I'm. I'm interested to see him back in the infield once again. I, I understand that it is completely clustered because with the Giants, it's you want to get your best bats in there as possible. And a lot of those best bats are going to be Wilmer Flores, Donovan Solano, um, as well as Evan Longoria, Brandon Belt sometimes, especially if a right-handed pitcher is starting. You can't start all four of those guys plus Dubon because Dubon, because now you're looking at five guys yeah. for three positions. So I, I understand that it makes sense to put him in the outfield, but I'm not going to overreact and say, all right, just throw him in the infield now. Um, I know I kind of tweeted that last night as an overreaction, but I, I've, I've we'll learned see. you can't like, overreact on tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like we'll see what, what continues to happen. I do need to see more from him as an outfielder before it could hurt this team in the long run. As we saw last year, it's you drop one game that could knock you out of the playoffs. Yeah. It gets looked at as, Oh, well it was 60 game season, not a 162. Well, we know all too well that it could come down to one game. Like in 2010, last game of the season when they beat the Padres at then the once called AT&T park. Um, so it's like one game means a lot to me. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, if they lose, then I'll probably lie and say, oh, yeah, that's, you know, it's one oh, game. Yeah. Be back tomorrow. Yeah. yeah but, it, you know, it, especially if they end up being like, say, five games out or something, then it's like, oh, yeah, that one game didn't matter. But the baseball season's so long, you end up having those five one games that you said it didn't matter. And, and then those five one games could have been the difference between you and being in the playoffs compared to sitting out. Yeah, and and, and going back to Dubone, um, yeah, it, it's an adventure in the outfield with him, to say the least. And I think that was always what it was going to be because he's an infielder trying to play outfield on the fly. 
Um, so that's why I'm doing my part and hyping up his gold glove. You know, just just remind people, hey, it's 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 an adventure. Hasn't made an error yet. So I'm I'm gonna be pro. I'm gonna be pro Dubone. I'm that that's just what I am. I love. I honestly like. That's my thing. You see some of the conversations we get into the group chats, you know, about the Giants, and it's like, man. I don't have the energy to say anything negative about these guys. You know, they're, 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 they're professional baseball players. When, when something negative happens and yeah, sure. I, I will say it, but you know, he, he's, he hasn't made an error yet. So that's good. Uh, yeah. Can I, can I defend another giant? Go ahead. Tyler Rogers. I feel like he gets a lot of bad flack. Um, a lot of the time, just because of who he is, because yes, I understand that his stuff, when it's not working, and I feel like I've tweeted this about 45 times the past three days. Um, when his stuff's not working, yeah, it's not great. But when his stuff is at its best, he's damn near unhittable. And the numbers show that last year, you know, it, it's still early on, especially with the stat cast numbers. Um, he had a barrel percentage last year of 1.2%, which is in the top percent, the top 1% of the league last year. He hasn't been barreled this year yet. Uh, last year, he had a 4.9 walk percentage, which was the top 10% of the league. And and this year, he's a little up. He's already he's already walked 7% of the guys, but that's going to drop over time. Uh, if you don't like the stat cast numbers, three games pitch. He hasn't given up an earned run, two and two-thirds innings, two hits, uh, two strikeouts, one walk. He's not a high strikeout guy, uh, but he's not a high walk guy, and he's not going to give up a lot of hard-hit balls. And that's what I like about Tyler Rogers is he's efficient. He doesn't give bases up for free and he doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. And I don't know what more you can ask for from a, a, a reliever, especially a setup man. He, his, his pitch mix isn't, he only has three pitches. He only thrown three pitches so far this year, uh, four seam, a curveball, and a sinker. He throws his curveball as much as he throws his four seamer. He's thrown 24 seamers, 20 curveballs, six sinkers. You don't really you, you it's major league baseball. Nobody goes up there sitting on a curveball, but you have the same chance to see a curveball than you do a fastball. And coming out of that submarine spot, that Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl throw spot, um, gotta get that reference in. Um, he's damn near unhittable. And yes, sometimes the stuff does come out flat, and that's when he is more hittable, but more often than not, he is unhittable than hittable. And that's what I like about Tyler Rogers, and that's why he's my setup man. Who's your usually how teams roll is they have two setup mans. Uh, it's usually a, like a lefty or righty, or sometimes it just ends up being two righties or two lefties. Who's the other guy that you would pair with Tyler Rogers? Well, in a perfect world, it would be Maranta. I think Maranta is the third best. Like if if I had to power rank the Giants bullpen, like I think McGee's the best pitcher in that bullpen. I think Rogers is the second best, and Maranta is the third best. I think that's where you go. The rest you can kind of shuffle around. You know, you got Jose Alvarez. Yes, I know he walked a ton of guys. I, I understand that, um, but he saw his zero ERA, which you know that's cool. Um, Weisler, he throws his slider a lot. I like him. I don't know. I like this Giants bullpen. It just comes down to how. Kapler manages it and when he pulls guys and when he picks the, that's a lot of it is making sure you go to the right guy when you need him and going to the right guy at the right time and all that stuff I like this Giants bullpen it just comes down to how well Kapler manages it is there like let let's get it full full overreaction a full is there over, any, let's go yeah is is there any concern with Matt Whistler or Weisler uh I I was kind of optimistic with him coming into the season he had a great year last year with the minnesota twins 
and through three games now, uh, so that's he's played 75% of the game so far coming into this recording. That's 1.1 innings pitched. He's given up four hits, four runs, all four were earned. Uh, no other relief pitcher it has a batting average against when pitched a minimum of one inning this season. No other relief pitcher has a batting average against over 200. They're all sub 200s. Yet Matt Whistler, Matt Whistler is at dot five seven one. So these guys are having a greater than a 50% chance of getting a hit off of Whistler. Um, he also does have a base on ball included into those four hits. Uh, the whip is something. So this is a full overreaction when you look at the whip numbers because they're usually one dots. And if it's a sub one dot, then the guy's just crazy good that year. Uh, it's three dot seven five. So it's been a pretty, pretty ugly start. Are you kind of keeping your eyes on guys that didn't make this club originally? Or are you saying, let's just give this guy, you know, 20 games before we start thinking that way? Um, you know, I, he's, he's kind of like a Tyler Rogers. He doesn't get barreled much. Uh, he, he got barreled 3.6% of the time last year. He, he doesn't get hit hard much either. And the key is for that. I mean, his hard hit percentage last year was 28.6, which was top 9% of the league. The key for that is, is he just throws his slider, uh, last year, 2020, uh, 370. He has two pitches. He literally has two pitches last year, 378 sliders to 75 fastballs. He throws his, he threw his slider 300 more times last year than his fastball. Uh, this year he's, he's on that same pace, maybe even higher 39 sliders to five seam fastballs, which is, which is insane. And last year his slider batting average against was 143 like that that's insane and and already this year he has given up three hits and six at bats compared to last year giving up 11 hits i I, i'm very big on him being just just him settling in i I think it's it's early on i think this is a 100 percent an overreaction on him he has the stuff he's shown he has it he i mean he's totally dropped like it, from 2015 to 2018, he had a changeup, right? And from 2015 to 2019, he had a curveball. He had a sinker in 2019. And he's just said, you know what? I'm just going to go with my two best pitches. And and for a guy, listen, you got to respect a guy who's going to throw a slider 88% of the time as well. Um, I, I like him. I think this is just, uh, I'm going to say, I, I don't know if this is a game or it's overreaction or not. I'm going to go over reaction though, in this fake game I just created in the last three seconds. Uh, I, let, let's see if he can straighten out now, maybe in a week, if he's still getting hit as well as if his, if his slider's still getting hit, uh, maybe, maybe we could overreact or we, we could talk about it. But right now I think it's an overreaction with Weisler. Perfect. Yeah. I would probably agree on that. Um, cause he, he's shown the stuff and, and based on, the analytics you just gave it it shows a reason why he should be able to turn it around. It's not like we're just saying, um, "Oh yeah, he's gonna do it" without providing any analytics behind it. Um, so great job on you on that. And you. with uh, here, how about a Leo is right segment right here? Okay, Leo it's only is one right. game. It's only one game. After after this one game, we're not gonna 
we're not going to focus on it anymore. Game's over. I'm calling it at this one game. But Anthony Anthony DiSclefani, how about his one game so far this start this year? Um, I previously when we recorded, I kind of stated like he has a good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Last year was a bad year. So that's kind of means, um, you know, following the path this year is going to be a good year. And he looked darn good last night in San Diego, which was Monday, April 5th. He pitched only five innings, gave up four hits, one earned run. Based on balls he could limit, which is which is three. Also did have four strikeouts. So um, the batting average against was only 200. He was doing pretty well against a tough lineup um, because uh, he had Tatis in there for the two at-bats that he was. He has Machado in there. He had Hosmer in there. He had Cronenworth in there as well. And and obviously the, the Giants killer and Will Myers in there. So that lineup was pretty six, seven man deep that the Padres have. And his first start of the season, um, they make the the saying that he's someone's in mid season form. They don't say that they're in April form. They're in the beginning of the season form, but Deez Clefani looked mid season form yesterday. And especially if he could limit those strikeout or excuse me, those base on balls just by a little bit, um, Padres pickers pitch hitters were, I was saying hitters and pitchers together. Um, they were being pretty picky on their selection, so I wouldn't say it was completely Scalfani that was walking people. He was getting ahead early in counts, and then he was trying to make them chase is what I noticed from him. Um, I'm excited to see what he can continue to, to, to do uh, as the Giants' number four starter as of now. Yeah, he, he did a really good job mixing his pitches last night. Um he threw majority sliders, actually 31.4% of his pitches were sliders, but then he had that sinker as well. That was working pretty well. His, his sinker was almost his put away pitch yesterday. Uh, he didn't allow a hit, uh, eight, eight plate appearances finished on a sinker. He didn't allow a hit, uh, with that sinker yesterday. He actually had two of his four strikeouts on it. Uh, so, so that, that's good that your second pitch is the put away pitch. Uh, at least as of right now, um, I don't know. It's so interesting. The Giants have so many guys that like their secondary pitches, their four seam fastball. Cause yeah, he went 27 sliders, 25 sinkers, 13, four seam fastballs, 11 changeups, 10 curveballs. So very good mix of pitches against a very good lineup as well. Um, I honestly, I don't think I could have drawn up an even better start uh, for, for the giant or for De Sclafani when his giants debut, it's tough. And I mean, we're going to get a little bit of it tonight with Aaron Sanchez as well. That Aaron Sanchez is making his first start in a long time against a very good San Diego team. De Sclafani, I know he pitched last year, but to make your, your first start with your new team as a, a, you know, against a team like the San Diego Padres and go out there and do what De Sclafani did. I, I, you, you couldn't ask for any more out of him last night. Yeah, it was, uh, and he was also put in some, some tough, situations as well it wasn't just a clear flying five inning game there was guys where he had them on base with with two outs and facing against really good hitters and he found himself out of those situations so to me I look at that as very telling as someone who's confident starting the year and and trusting his defense behind him yeah I I don't know I just I've I've been 
relative like if, if save the first game of the season right because the first game of the season is what it is i've been impressed with a lot of aspects of this team uh longoria like not 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 to change up on you but longoria having three home runs in four games posey having two home runs that's a pleasant surprise right like the power's there and that that's exciting now if they can it's like the giants are finally stepping into 2021 baseball where it's like they they realize the importance of home runs. Baseball's about home runs now. That's what it is. Um, you know, there, there's a couple guys like Austin Slater. You want to see him do a little better. Eight strikeouts and 18 appearances. You know, not great. Yastrzemski's starting off very slow. He had a home run last night. So hopefully that's that's something to turn around. Um, there, there's a lot to be excited about about this team, especially the rotation. I mean, the rotation to go through four games and have your worst start be a three earned or two worst starts be three earned runs. That's that's pretty good. I'll take three earned runs. I mean, if both um or excuse me, not yeah, through both of them had three earned runs. If, if either of them, either of Cueto or Webb get through six innings, that's a quality start right there. So to to have three or four starts now where it's like, hey, you know, control the damage, don't give up more than three runs, hope the offense can pull through. That's 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 all you could ask for from this pitching staff right now. Cause, cause more often than not, this offense will be able to pull through and just put up more than three runs a game. You know, it, it's just, it's a little slow right now. Start of the season. Hopefully those bats wake up. Well, and it's also having guys on base to create opportunity for runs because, you know, a lot of these home runs have been solo home runs, yeah. but if you could get Tommy LaStella insert in the lineup a little more, um, he's only had four at bats all season long and he was one of the more notable signings for the Giants where it's like oh pencil this guy in he's gonna hit 280 minimum um so so that's pretty huge when when you could have that guy in a lineup I understand he's a left-handed hitter and the 40 and the Giants have faced three left-handed starters in their four games um so once you start seeing more right-handed starters that's going to create more opportunities for a guy like Tommy LaStella um so if you could get him in the lineup rather than you know, I, I love him, but rather than a Brandon Crawford um, in there, and you could kind of subtract their bats. Brandon Crawford in his 15 at bats right now is hitting dot zero six seven, um, so he has a 67 batting average. That's not really good. Yeah. While his glove last night on Monday, April 5th, was fantastic. Other than that little toss a second, the guy was making plays that probably only 10 percent of this league can make, um, but. You do need to see more production out of Brandon Crawford. And if you have a right-handed starter in there, maybe you could insert Tom Estella, maybe take out Brandon Crawford because Brandon Crawford has been a little better in his career versus left-handed pitchers mm -hmm. than right-handed pitchers, which is oddly enough since he's a left-handed hitter. Um, but there is ways to where they could get better, have more guys on base uh, to where those home runs, they're not just a bunch of solo, solo shots. Yeah. Uh, and and before we do a quick little preview of tonight, because we probably don't even need to waste our time too much doing that, because by the time they listen, that game will be over. Uh, Donovan Solano. I, I just want to say that name. Uh, 500 batting average. Uh, he He's nine for 18, two doubles, two singles. Uh, a slugging of 611, that OPS that starts with a one. I know it's early, but I, I just like saying one dot. Um, he's He's being Donovan Solano. And, and Man, that's all I, you could really ask for. I, I love Donnie Barrels. I, I really do want to see this team compete. 
get in the playoffs because I want to see Donovan Solano on the team um, for as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be a guy who could be a, a trade away candidate at the trade deadline if the if the Giants aren't competing. But from what they've shown so far through their lineup and and what their their relievers can be, I think we're going to see this team huddle around fifty percent uh, of victory margin for a lot of the season, and they could potentially have chances to get over that. But he, he's definitely going to be an attractive name if the Giants, for some reason, uh, something happens to where they're not around that 500 mark. He could be a name to where teams look around, and I don't want that because he helps out this lineup so freaking much. Like you said, he's batting 500 on the season. 500. He has yeah. more hits. Doubling the hits to strikeouts ratio. Doubling it. This guy, he's just a... He's a pro hitter. That's what he is. Yeah, and, and we'll see what he can do tonight. Uh, well, actually, that's a lie because he's not in the lineup. Donnie Barrow's out of the lineup tonight. Uh, the Giants lineup. Actually, they we we, we referenced uh, scratching players. Uh, Tommy Lastella was scratched, actually. Uh, he was in the original starting lineup, but the Giants lineup as it is tonight. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski, and I don't know why I'm doing this because the game's going to be over, but hey, with something to talk about real quick. Mike Yastrzemski in right, Dickerson in left, Flores at second, Brandon Bell at first, Evan Longoria at third, Buster Posey catching, uh, Brandon Crawford at short, Austin Slater in center, and Aaron Sanchez making his first start uh, since 2019. And and what you can expect from Aaron Sanchez, for those of you who don't know him, you'll probably know a little bit by the time you listen to this episode. Uh, more uh, 2019, he relied on four pitches, a four-seam fastball. You're going to see that the most. Uh, curveball, a sinker, and a changeup. Um, you know, he's he, he was a very good pitcher. He was an all-star quality pitcher. He tends to walk a good amount of guys, so be on the lookout for that, especially with this being his first start in a while. Uh, the Giants will go up against you uh, Darvish. So his his uh, welcome to the NL West from the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Leo, give me a prediction for tonight's game. Welcome back to the NL West because he did have that stint with the Dodgers. Oh, my God. So, he was a Dodger. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm going to give a Giants victory tonight. I think they're going to continue that same momentum from yesterday. Uh, I don't know why the Padres went out and got a Darvish because I, I think the guy that they gave up was he was good um, that they gave to the Cubs for Darvish. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Right handed pitcher. Um, We're going to find this. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll continue talking while you go ahead and find it. Uh, Davies, Zach Davies. That's who they gave up for Darvish. Um, Zach Davies pencil in for three ERA. You Darvish, you don't know which you Darvish you're gonna get. He did start off his opening day with the Padres pretty well, and then the home runs came around, and I think that's what we could potentially see tonight with the way the Giants lineup is built. Yastrzemski could go deep off him. Dickerson, Flores, Belt, Longoria. Um, that's that's what five guys right there within the lineup that I can feel confident in saying that yeah, they could take you Darvish deep tonight. Uh, they there is the marine layer in San Diego that's going to make it a little more difficult. The San Francisco Giants are going to say, you know what, I don't care, and we're going to continue to hit another three home runs like we did last night in that marine layer. Um, and then I look at Aaron Sanchez. I, I think he could produce. I I'm not going to say he's going to have a Deets Clefani kind of game because 
you can't really write that up for a guy's first appearance in a team that when Aaron Sanchez didn't even pitch last year. So I, I do think he has the tools and the and the ability to get the job done based on his previous record and, and track record in the Major League Baseball. I I think it shouldn't go understated that the Padres are going to have a little bit of, you know, down in their game today. They're going to feel a little down without Tatis. And that news coming out today as well with the labor room. And it's technically a 10-day IL, but I just feel like it's going to end up being more than that. They're definitely going to feel that in that clubhouse because he's such a spark to their lineup. Yes. And and I'm just going to say that carries over to at least one more game. And uh, I'm going to give the, the Giants the edge here and say they probably spark this one out. It's going to be more runs than yesterday. Five. I'm going to five to three giants. Five to three. I'm going to, you know what? Stay hot. Evan Longoria. I think he's going to go yard again. He's, he's seeing the ball really well. Uh, and he might be, <laughs> it's still early. He might be seeing the ball the best. He's seen it as a member of the giants. Um, you know, I, I expect him to keep up the hot bat. I, I think he, I, I'm, I'm just going to call now. He's going to hit another home run tonight. So make fun of me tomorrow. If I'm wrong, I, if Aaron Sanchez can get you five good innings and feed it to that bullpen, that, that, that's a win to me. His, as I said, his first start since 2019, he had a year off. So don't expect too much. Don't expect him to go too deep into the game. Um, I don't know, man. So, so it's so weird with the Padres because you go down to Petco and you expect it to be, you know, not a great baseball team. Traditionally, since they moved into Petco, they haven't been a great team, but they're pretty damn good now. And you're facing you Darvish. I, I'm I'm pretty high on you, Darvish. I like Darvish quite a bit. This might have to be a low-scoring game. Maybe it, listen, if Sanchez gives up five runs tonight, I think I think the Giants are going to be in some trouble. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to put five runs, but if he can stay in that one to two area, I, I think the Giants can pull this one out. I, I, as I said, I'm higher on Darvish. I know he had a poor first start. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, if I had to make a prediction, I'm going to go Giants. I'm going to go four to two Giants tonight. Uh, Longoria has a two-run homer. I'm going to go Aaron Sanchez. He's going to give you, f- I'm going to say five and two. Th- I'm going to continue the trend of Gabe Kapler taking guys out with two outs for some reason. I'm going to go five <laughs> and two-thirds. Um, four hits. I'm going to go two runs on him. I'm going to go two runs on him, and I think the bullpen has another clean night. Same. I'm going to I'm gonna roll. I said five to three. I'm going to give those three to Aaron Sanchez, and I'm with you with the bullpen having another clean night. Um, so, so we'll see what happens. I'm going to predict that by the time people are listening to this podcast, the Giants are going to be three and two. Three and two, and 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 let's let's look a little bit into the future because we're not going to be back until next Tuesday. Uh, so let let's let's give you what they have until you'll hear us next. Uh, they're going to finish up this series in San Diego on Wednesday. So by the time you know tomorrow in our time, uh, when this episode comes out, that'll be the last day. Then the Giants they come home. They have their home opener, three games set against the Colorado Rockies. And then by the time you hear us next, the Giants will be in the middle of a three-game set against the Cincinnati Reds at home. So that's what you can expect from the Giants this week. Uh, Leo, any final thoughts before we uh, we jump off the pod today? Um, just go Giants. Keep keep the, the role continuing. Good thing that there's opening day in San Francisco on Friday. 
um, get some home games and continue that with a with a two series stint of home games. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know why MLB loves putting the Giants on two road game stints before they bring them back home. The um, this is. Uh, did you know that? You didn't know that? I did not. No. Nope. The Giants request it so they can close at home. They want to have the last weekend at home, not the first week. Maybe they should change that up because it didn't work out last year. All right. <laughs> the last year they got walked off at home. But uh, hey, we hey, don't at have least to go, can't we don't have to go down there. Yeah, we don't have to go down that road. I'm sorry if I uh, brought up some painful memories. But yeah, you know, look, they just got to win, win one of these games against the Padres. Um, one of the next two, you walk out 500 and then you well, play you a card. You walk out you... 500, but you take two out of three from the Padres. That, that, that would be the headline yeah. there. Yeah. And, and two out of three from Colorado is very reasonable to say. And then Cincinnati, we'll see what happens because to me, Cincinnati is one of these, when it's right, it's right. When it's wrong, it's wrong. And there's no in between with them. So this opening, you know, series on the road and then the opening series at home this team this team could get on a roll and create that early season momentum i really believe that well you want to hear something it shouldn't feel wild but it is uh the cincinnati series will mark the first time a non-west division team has come to oracle park since September 15th of 2019, when the Giants beat the Marlins 2-1. to one. Uh, And that's because of COVID, and they only played West Coast teams last year. So there you go. And then after that, the Giants go to Miami. It'll be the first time they're out of the West Division since September 22nd, 2019 as well, when they went to Atlanta uh, and won 4-1. to one. So there you go. There, there's your fun stats that the Giants... For the first time since 2019, are playing non-West division teams. So th- there you go. There, there's your fun go-away stat that you can brag to your friends that you know now. So there you go. Perfect. And if they want to go ahead and, and follow you on Twitter, where do they find you at? Oh, they find me at Pasquini Andrew. Uh, that's P-A-S-Q-U-I-N-I. Uh, and then Andrew, A-N-D-R-E-W. And where, where can they find you at, Leo Luna? You could just find me on it. Instagram and and Twitter at Leo Luna ninety three, uh, whichever is your preference to go ahead and follow me at. Um, I, I heard you, you post that to. fire on that IG though. A little bit, a little, little bit, bit. not mm-hmm. much, not much, a little bit, a little bit. So that's gonna be it today. We'll see you guys next Tuesday, and hopefully, uh, you know, Adam doesn't have plans that come up at the last second, and then we can get him on. Huh? Yeah, appreciate you, Adam. Appreciate you, Adam. Hey, actually, you know what? Give him credit. Listening all the way through, all the way through. He didn't he didn't cut out on the outro. He listened all the way through last week. So so we appreciate that. Uh, Leave a what what is it on on the on the Apple? Is it the like, comment, subscribe? No, it's it's download and subscribe, download and subscribe right there. So, uh, guys, we appreciate you listening. We'll see you guys next week. Go Giants. Uh, Hopefully they can get a two out of three down in San Diego.